The service of morning prayer can be found on page 4 of the Book of Common Prayer. Rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, that they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 63 begins on page 414. O God, Thou art my God, early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee, my flesh also longeth after Thee in a barren and dry land where no water is. Thus have I looked for thee in the sanctuary, that I might behold thy power and glory. For thy loving kindness is better than life itself. My lips shall praise thee. As long as I live, I will magnify thee in this manner, and lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied, even as it were, with marrow and fatness, when my mouth praiseth thee with joyful lips. Have I not remembered thee in my bed, and thought upon thee when I was waking? Because thou hast been my helper, therefore under the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul hangeth upon thee, thy right hand hath upholden me. These also that seek the hurt of my soul, they shall go under the earth. But them that fall upon the edge of the sword, that they may be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God, all they also that swear by him shall be commended, for the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We can't hear you, Carl.
I don't mind reading. Go ahead, Brett. So Jacob went on his journey and came to the land of the people of the east. And he looked and saw well in the field. And behold, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well they watered the flocks. A large stone was on the well's mouth. Now all the flocks would be gathered there, and they would roll the stone from the well's mouth, water the sheep, and put the stone back in its place on the well's mouth. And Jacob said to them, My brethren, where are you from? And they would say, We are from Haran. And they said to them, Do you know Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. So he said to them, Is he well? And they said, He is well. And look, his daughter Rachel is coming with the sheep. Then he said, Look, it is still high day. It is not time for the cattle to be gathered together. Water the sheep and go and feed them. But they said, We cannot until all the flocks are gathered together. And they have rolled the stone away from the well's mouth. Then the water, they will water the sheep. Now while he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's relative and that he was Rebekah's son. So she ran and told her father. Then it came to pass when Laban heard the report about Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house, though he told Laban all these things. And Laban said to him, Surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he stayed with him for a month. Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what should your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were delicate, but Rachel was beautiful of form and appearance. Now Jacob loved Rachel, so he said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban said, It is better that I give her to you than I should give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed only a few days to him because of the love he had for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled, that I may go into her. And Laban gathered together all the men of that place and made a feast. And now it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah his daughter and brought her to Jacob, and he went into her. And Laban gave his maid Zilpha his, to his daughter Leah as a maid. And it came to pass in the morning that, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? Was it not for Rachel that I served you? Why then have you deceived me? And Laban said, It must not be done so in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her week, and we will give you this one also for your service, which you will serve me still another seven years. Then Jacob did so and fulfilled her week. So he gave him his daughter Rachel as wife also. And Laban gave his maid Bildah to his daughter Rachel as a maid. Then Jacob also went into Rachel, and he also loved Rachel more than Leah. And he served with Laban still another seven years. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. So Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called him Raban. For she said, The Lord has surely looked on my affliction. Now therefore, my husband will love me. Then she conceived again and bore a son, and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am unloved, she has therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. 
She conceived again and bore a son and said, Now this time my husband will become attached to me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name was called Levi. And she conceived again and bore a son and said, Now I will praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah. Then she stopped bearing. Here endeth the first lesson. The Benedictus. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Can you hear me now? Here begins the ninth chapter of the first epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If I am not an apostle to others, yet doubtless I am to you. For you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. My defense to those who examine me is this. Do we have no right to eat and drink? Do we have no right to take along a believing wife, as do also the other apostles, the brothers of the Lord and Cephas? Or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working? Whoever goes to war at his own expense, who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its fruit, or who tends a flock and does not drink of the milk of the flock, do I say these things as a mere man, or does not the law say the same also? For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. Is it an oxen, is it oxen God is concerned about? Or does he say it altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt. This is written, that he who plows should plow in hope, and he who threshes in hope should be partaker of his hope. For if we have sown spiritual things for you, is it a great thing if we reap your material things? If others are partakers of this right over you, are we not even more? Nevertheless, we have not used this right, but endure all things, lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that those who minister the holy things eat of the things of the temple, and those who serve the altar partake of the offerings of the altar? Even so the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, 
for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. Give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who seest that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent. Create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthy lamenting the sin our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. There's an old saying, I want patience. And I want it now. This week's readings from Genesis remind us that this is a very old problem. And so this morning I'm going to focus on the context of our Old Testament reading 
rather than Paul's discussion of the need for Christians to financially support their ministers. As Bishop Scarlett pointed out Thursday, the stories of Abraham and his family demonstrate a consistent pattern. God makes promises to his people, but sometimes his people can't wait. They lose faith, get impatient, and take matters into their own hands rather than waiting for God to provide the results that he promised in his own time. God makes his promise to Abraham and Sarai, Abram and his Sarai, who become Abraham and Sarah. Eventually they give up and arrange for a maidservant to conceive a son, Ishmael. About 13 or 14 years later, Sarah conceives the true heir, Isaac. Isaac is a patriarch of the Jewish people, while Muslim and Jewish tradition holds Ishmael as the father of the Arabs. God tells Isaac's wife, Rebekah, that her son will be Isaac's heir. But this week, Rebekah tricks Isaac into making Jacob his heir rather than trusting in God's promise. Then, today, Jacob wants to marry Rachel, but he's tricked by Rebekah's brother in, and loses 21 years of his life. Still, it appears Jacob waited patiently during this time and fulfilled his love for Rachel and took her as his wife. As the favored wife, Rachel herself had to be patient to finally bear children, but she did in God's time. We have other examples in the Old Testament where God's people are patient. Moses waits 40 years and never leaves the wilderness. David creates a unified kingdom out of the 12 tribes of Israel from the sons of Jacob, but his son builds the first and greatest temple in the history of Jerusalem. Of course, Throughout the Old Testament, it is Job who face, faces the ultimate tests and demonstrates his patience and persistence in the face of unimaginable adversity. The final chapter of Job begins, Job answered the Lord and said, I know you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. And in the end of the, the book, it says, the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginnings. And after this, Job lived 140 years and saw his children and grandchildren for four generations. The biblical definition of patience implies waiting through suffering, which in the case of Job and others, means ultimately trusting in God and that he will provide. But St. Augustine, the North African bishop and theologian of the fourth and fifth century, also notes that it's a virtue of God, who watches mankind doing evil, but being all-knowing, knows that in the end, at least some of his people will do as they've been commanded to do. Augustine makes this comparison in On Patience, his 8,500-word or 15-page treatise that he wrote in the year 417. He opens the treatise by saying, virtue, that virtue of the mind which is called patience is so great a gift from, of God, from him who waits for evil men that they may amend their ways. So in God there can be no suffering, and patience has the name apaziando, from suffering. Yet a patient God we not only faithfully believe, but also wholesomely confess. Later in the 6th century, patience was articulated by Pope Gregory the Great as one of the seven capital virtues, as the antithesis of the seven deadly sins. 
In addition to patience, the seven capital virtues include humility, charity, chastity, gratitude, temperance, and diligence. The deadly sins are deadly because they separate us from God, his mercy, and his justice. Thus, Holy Scripture and Christian theologians have promoted specific virtues and examples of virtuous actions and of virtuous lives. Such virtues and a virtuous life bring us back, help bring us back to God in the way that he has set out for us. We all can develop the patient, virtue of patience, even if not right now. God and his son Jesus model what patients are and why it is a core part of a virtuous, godly life. We now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in thee, mercifully accept our prayers, and because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do no thing, good thing without thee, grant us the help of thy grace, that in keeping thy commandments we may please thee, both in will and deed, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us and for your patience with our technical problems. Thank you for Britt and Carl for making this morning's worship possible. Bye. Bye, guys. Have a good Thank weekend. Thank you for bye. Bye. Thank you, Thank you for the meditation. That was a really Thank you. Nice. good day, everybody. Bye bye. Hey, Joel. Thanks for the patience. Oh.